Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another Scale Riders podcast episode. This is number episode number 202. I'm your host, 65 Lokes, and I'm here All joined right. by my guest, Juan Amesqua, Chevy Man, 1968. Hey, guys? Welcome back to another Scale Riders podcast episode. Thanks for having you, me, Juan. Good in yourself. Thanks for having you, having me on. Man, it's. I feel like it's been a while since the, the last time I saw you. Yeah, it's been a while. Damn, that's crazy. But, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to have you here as a guest. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. I definitely have been paying attention uh, to a lot of the things you've been doing out in the scene. I mean, you know, for, for a lot of those that are watching this right now or tuning in, um, Juan Amesqua, not only does he build, you know, plastic scale model cars in 124, 125 scale, but he also builds 164 scale Hot Wheel size cars. But he's mostly known for his paint jobs in the 164 scale, bringing, you know, patterns and just a collective of like pearls and candies into such a small scale. And a lot of people, you know, try to wrap their brains around, man, how does he do it? But then not only that, I mean, customization, that's also another uh, key thing that Juan started to add uh, just to keep pushing that envelope and, and keep pushing his skills. Um, how's uh, How's that been, Juan? I mean, I, I still remember kind of like those first 164 scales when you started diving in up to now. Yeah. How's that journey been for you? Yeah, I've been actually customizing Hot Wheels for the past, I think I've already been doing them for five, six years. Don't seem like it's been that long, but it's been a journey, but been a learning experience for me. I've learned a lot of techniques and just researching, just trial and error on projects that I'm pretty much the ones that I open up and cut the doors and hinge and all that. That's pretty much trial and error. And I'm even surprised myself that I'm able to do the hinges on, on like pink lady. That was like, I was, I said to myself, if I, if I could hinge the, the, the doors on that, I will be able to finish it. But uh, luckily I was, was able to, they figure it out. And the hinges are really small compared to a 124 and 125 scale. And it's just like, People tell me, how did you make the hinges? I just trial and error. I went through so many different tubings and wiring to I found the right size and that worked for it. And it's, I've been using that since then. Yeah, dude, it's a trip because I, I still remember, you know, uh, being with you at over there at Armando's house, like in the workspace and, you know, everybody kind of just working on their own project. And eventually, you know, everybody takes a break and, and kind of checks up on like, like you know what he got going on yeah and i still remember you showing me like the, the hinging on the pink lady and underneath mm -hmm. it just seeing like the the wire like so small and tiny just like bang and then the little tubing and just being like dang how do you even do that <laughs> yeah that was that was pretty much the challenge on that one because the if you really if you you've seen it and the tubing is so small and the the wire that i use is so small just to even bend it to the right bends to be functioning and all that it did take me a couple of trials until I finally figured it out and was able to do it the correct way. And they, they closed fine and everything. And now I know how to do it. So that's why I, and now I'm challenging myself to do something even more radical that I've been working on for two years. Um, so we'll see how that one comes along. That one's almost ready for paint. Man. And like, wh when was it when you had that interest, like spark that Hot Wheels kind of caught your eye where you wanted to take what you were doing in the 124, 125th scale down to a 164 scale? 
well, to be honest with you, I really never thought about doing uh, Hot Wheels. But what got me into it is my friend Hugo. He customizes he, uh, Hot Wheels and he paints and, and all that. And one day he brought me a Riviera 132 scale uh, to do a paint job for him. I said, yeah, I'll do it. And he just let me do whatever I wanted. And it took me about a month or two to do that paint job. And after that, I, that was since that was a 132 scale, I said, let me try to do the same paint job on a 164 scale. And once I did the, the second one, pretty much the same paint job on a, from 132 to 164, and then that pretty much kind of hooked me on doing Hot Wheels. And actually, here's the, that particular review. This is the first one that I painted. It's pretty much simple. Well, at, compared to, you'll see the difference between when I started on this paint job to all the other ones that I've done in the past four or five years. And let me get the second one I did it's right behind me in my case back here. So give me one second. So here's the 164 scale one. Pretty much the same paint job. Here's that one and here's the bigger one. So I pretty much challenged myself to do the same paint job from a 132, doing it a 164. And like I said, once I did these, I pretty much got hooked on doing Hot Wheels. And these particular ones, um, Superfly Magazine, Tony from England or Europe, he they had a contest for Hot Wheels for customizing, and I entered them both. And I actually did uh, did place uh, on the top five with that one, so I pretty much got hooked after that. Man, that's, that's crazy. I mean, seeing just those two cars right there, what, what kind of uh, a paint of choice are you using on those? Did you use on those two cars? Uh, these two, I used House of Colors paint jobs, paint, and I yes did use uh, Tropical Glitz. Uh, once I got more into Customizing, I started using their flakes, and I actually did buy some of the Tropical Glitz paints this past weekend. So I'm waiting for those to come in and try them out on some build. But mainly, it's all House of Colors paints that I use. Oh man, that's cool. You know, I, I've gone to remember that one time we you, we met up um, in South Pasadena. It was like a Hot Wheels show. Yeah, uh, that they did at the park, and mm -hmm. you know, I, I've been to that show more. I mean, not lately, but I would say like the last couple months I've gone back just to kind of like check it out because it's not too far from the house. Yeah. And, you know, from conversating with people that, you know, you meet from here and there at these shows, um, I mean, they're all car fans. And a lot of these guys are obviously collectors, but then there are some that they want to like they want to customize. But I, I feel like they kind of have like this fear of like messing up. You know, and I don't know, have you encountered that? Like, have there been like people that are, you know, wanting to customize, but then they're kind of hesitant or a little intimidated from doing that, that they kind of reach out to you for like advice or, or questions? Yeah, pretty much when like when I go to the, there's a play day, uh, Hot Wheels play day that they have once a month, every third Wednesday of the month in Bellflower. Every time I go there, I, I, there's people that recognize me or recognize my cars and all that. And they start asking me how to do the paint jobs, what I use and all that. And it's pretty much down. Just take your time, just practice. I like just trial and error and 
I just tell them how I cut my own tapes or my tape lines and all that. And I, I'll give them pointers. But I also, what I have done in the past, uh, I have friends that live in Bakersfield. They've had some little get-togethers. So I paint actually flaked like maybe seven cars. And I took them over there and I took all my paints and we just had a paint day over there in Bakersfield. That was a lot of fun. So they do that at least during the summertime. They do it maybe twice a month. I mean, not twice a month, but twice a year. So I go over to Bakersfield and hang out with the guys in paint and show them tips and they show me what they've done and what they learned. And it kind of feels like when, when you took that class in up north, when you when you went to with Luis to, with, uh, to learn how to paint those panels with uh, Danny D. It's kind of the way I felt when I was going to Bakersfield and teaching, showing the guys how to paint and what what paints and all that, and felt good. Man, that's pretty dope. Yeah, because I remember you posting, you know, uh, that you would be out there in Bakersfield. Yeah. And um, and then it, it was kind of cool to see that, you know, like you guys collectively like hanging out, you know, to do this because there's only so much you can do, right? Telling someone with pictures or over the phone or even just, you know, you recording your own video compared to being there in person. And yeah, it's nothing um, compared to doing it face to face or seeing in person. I'm a I'm a type of person that I need to see it in in, in front of me. I need I can't by online or anything like that. I, I need to see it in person to really see what it is or what it takes. But I also did one, but it was just me and a friend of mine. He, his name is Tony. He goes by Godworks on Instagram. I went to his house and we painted. Pretty much spent the whole day just painting. I showed him how to paint. He repainted a Hot Wheel for him. And I'm actually painting an Al Camino 124 scale that I need to finish for him. But he's come a long way. He's gotten good at paint-wise. He's getting there. But with his hydros and all that, he's really in progress on that. But I went to his house, and I'm always willing to, if somebody wants to get together anywhere, I'll I'll, I'll go anywhere to, to teach or show the, the techniques and how to paint and all that. Yeah, man, that's a pretty hard name. God works. Dang. <laughs> That's he's pretty tight. He's very talented. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking dope. It's um, it's crazy because you know, I've I've seen your model cars, and you know, lately, I mean, you've been just killing it and pushing it with the one sixty four scale. And for a moment, I almost thought, oh man, that's it. Like it's a wrap. But like Juan is like no longer gonna build model cars. He's just gonna stick to the Hot Wheels, which is fine. I mean, either way, we're rooting for you. You know. Yeah. Um, we also relate. We love cars, uh, but then again, you hit you out of nowhere. You hit us off with the 1965 Riviera, a 120. Yeah, that one, I wasn't letting nobody know what I was doing with that one, the paint job wise, paint job wise, because I want it's something that I think nobody's really done in the car model uh, style paint jobs. So that one took me a while, but I really loved the way it came out. And I'll show you guys right real quick. I don't know if you guys. Like I pretty much haven't really showed it that much, but I like it. I like I love how it came out. And on this one, I got the idea from Bastards from Japan. He painted a ruby with the same style that's on the roof and on the all that. And I just love the way it came out. Something different from what anybody was doing on paint jobs. And can't go wrong with the with the wheels on that. Gotta have the right wheels. 
which was um what's his name um from scale uh car model parts yeah it's a uh, uh, gavin, gavin uh, lowrider yeah. model car parts uh yes. based out in japan right mm -hmm. I, I don't want to say anything just because i don't want to take the screen away from the yeah from the car but this one i love the way it came out and it, when i showed it to armando before i was done he was just like shocked like whoa send me pictures <laughs> but i didn't want i really didn't want to post any pictures and, or show anybody until it was completely done and all that but I ended up just showing him, hey, look what I'm doing. And I sent him a couple of pictures and he just tripped out. Man, so so tell us about that process, like on that car. Like for, for people that see it, they see the final product, but ju just kind of a glimpse as like to, you know, the, the as far as paint from like beginning to, to the end part. Well, I flaked the whole car with Tropical Glitch Flake. And then the way I did the patterns, I looked at Bastards. He had pictures of how he did that rivy. But pretty much did the same process that he did, which was he laid his panels with his tape and then he put a, like a transparent tape over the whole panel and he just drew the design that he was going to do. And then once he started getting ready to paint, he just pretty much trimmed the lines. He trimmed the, the lines of the, of the pattern out like in different spots every time he'll cut out say on the top he'll spray a light coat and then he'll move around everywhere on the hood so by the time you're done you have some some pan or some of the ones panels that had light colors and some that were darker darker because of the overspray now that one i only use teal and or an oriental on that on the ravy man the oriental blue is like a classic color right there I love those two colors, Oriental and teal are my favorite colors. Yeah, it almost seems like with the Oriental blue, like no matter um, how you spray it, you know, it's gonna always look kind of somewhat different based on like the the layers. Yeah, put on there. But I love how, how the outcome of that paint job, and that's one of my favorite ones that I've done in a long time. Man, and as far as the the clear coat, is that the the house of color, the show clear? Yes, the show clear. And that's the one that you and uh, Armando introduced me to, and ever since then, that's all I use. Cause I have other, I've used other clears from different brands, and they just react on me. Sometimes I, sometimes I wouldn't double do a color sand and re-clear it again. I wouldn't do because I've experienced where it blistered on me. So, but with this one, it's perfect. I really even on my hobbies, I do on some of them if I can, I'll do a shop. Uh, sand it color sand and then re-clear it a second time man that's crazy i just also want to uh, point out like for the listeners that are listening to this podcast episode right now we are broadcasting it live um so this video will be available on youtube as well the link will be on the description because Juan's showing us his cars so for those that are wondering you know um because i know a lot of people listen to it on like spotify or uh apple uh podcasts but they can't see uh you know obviously a visual they got to imagine it but you know, if if you're wondering, I just wanted to like point that out there as well. Um, but man, Juan, I mean, good job, man. You're you're killing it. I mean, that Rivi, the the first time I saw it was at the SoCal Open, um, okay. out here in uh, Southern California. Was that when you busted out with that? No, I busted for now. Um, I think the previous year. I really haven't showed it that much because when I. SoCal, I, I didn't think it the previous year. 
I can't remember when I busted out with that one at what show. Because yeah, when I when I saw that at that show, I was like, dude, you know, I was like, that's my pick right there, you know, for for the Scale Riders Award. <laughs> I was like, no doubt. I mean, there was a lot of dope cars that were there, but I had never seen anything like that, you know, there. And I just love the way a lot of areas in the car is like really smooth and like shaved. Mm -hmm. The paint job, like you said, the wheels, everything just just came together really nicely and well executed. Yeah, when people saw that, it's like they they were asking me, "How did you do that paint job?" Even uh, Emilio from Down to Scale, he saw that and he said, "How did how did you do that?" And, and I kind of I don't remember if I told him or not, but he was just tripping out because he's never seen he's, he's never seen anything like that, and nobody's ever seen anything like that done in the car model. So something I always like to do something different, try something new, something different techniques. And I'm always looking at old uh, hot rod magazines or old the old lowrider magazines that I have at all, pretty much a lot of the vintage lowrider magazines. Or I'm always looking online for reference on paint jobs and just also try different techniques. I have some friends that paint. Uh, Mongo 88, he told me, showed me a technique to to do the. Um, there's an old school technique that they do like a torch where they, they black, there's just black smoke coming out and they put it on the body and then they just shoot clear, I mean, candy over that and it's just nice. So he showed me how to do it on, on for car models and I tried it on, it worked perfect. Man, that's cool. I mean, cause you're, you're based out in the Valley and I mean, yeah. growing up out there, you must've seen a lot of different cars, you know, oh, custom yeah. cars, lowriders and everything just being very exposed to the car scene and even from that from them to now you know and in, in this day you still get to see um all this stuff um is is that one of your biggest influences um coming from like you know the area wh where you're at like being able to see and be have this access of seeing all this stuff yeah definitely because i like i said i grew up in the 80s and seeing all the cruising in, in san fernando and seeing quinceaneras with they have all the lowriders all decked up with their flowers and all that and hopping and all that and one of our neighbors when we lived in Pacoima, uh their family was one of their sisters had a boyfriend that had a uh what he had a t-bird blue one it was really nice all just pretty much like the the ribby that cut those tones and it was just nice they would go over there and see them and i remember also in high school across the street from the high school I went to, which is San Fernando, there was somebody had a 76 Regal candy apple red. And when I saw that, like, oh, that's like, it's clean. But also just all the lowrider scenes going to car shows. I, my dad took us to a lot of car shows when we were kids. We went to the 79 Super Show at the, what was that, the convention center when we were kids and we had pictures. A few, I have a few pictures from that show uh put away from my collection and all that but definitely the valley there were a lot of nice cars that were being built and painted i remember a lot of cars seeing them in the lorna magazine that were from the valley and it's just amazing what what i what i got influenced by all those cars yeah man that that's a trip and you know one of the the creations for 164 scale that you know you've been making a lot of noise with is the pink lady Yes. Uh, what, how how was uh, like this first encounter for you? 
uh, coming across the pink lady? Did you see it in a magazine or was this something you saw at a show back in the day? This one I've never seen in the, in in person. I've only seen it in the Lowrider magazine. It came out in, in the Lowrider of the month back in things eighty two issue of uh, February, and that's the first time I ever seen it. I've never seen it in, in person and all that. And pretty much what that's what influenced me to what what influenced me to build the Pink Lady was for the Hot Wheels convention that they have every year in at uh, the Marriott Hotel at LAX. Um, when you first compete in the contest, you're an amateur. And once you place first place in the amateur categories, you're automatically put into the pros. So now you're going against the big, the big, the heavy hitters with the crazy builds and all that. So that's pretty much what influenced me to build something radical or something crazy. And I pretty much challenged myself doing Pink Lady. Um, from the time I started it to the time I finished it, it took me about four years to do. But after all, all that work that I did to it, and it, to me, it was well worth it with all the publicity and all the noise and everything, how people just loved the car. And people even tell me, how in the hell did you do that paint job? And people even tell me with all the other Hot Wheels that I painted, to tell me, how did I do the paint job? And I pretty much tell them, to be honest with you guys, I, I tell them, I think my mind thinks that I'm doing a 124 scale. And I think that's the only reason I'm able to do some of these paint jobs because some of these tape lines that I use on these cars is like thin as thread. And to do it on a 164 scale is just mind blowing. But here's Pink Lady. It has working wing doors. It's all flaked out, pretty much just like the real car. And pretty much the paint job is pretty much exactly like the real one. There's just some minor little things that I did not do on the paint job. Like I did not put the mural on it. And the only reason I did not put the mural on the car is for Hot Wheels, for the competitions. I didn't want them to disqualify the car for putting the mural. Even though there was no nudity, I just did not want to chance it after putting so many years into building it, I just did not want a chance of them saying, oh, sorry, you can't enter it. So made a PG. Like I said, the doors open and closed. And also did not put no headlights or no tail lights on it. Nobody really noticed unless I tell them there's no headlights or tail lights. And the only reason I did not put the headlights and tail lights is because it would take away from the uh, paint job, the, the lines of the body. So that's why I did not put no, decided not to put any headlights or taillights on it. But it was a fun build, challenging build, and I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I challenged myself to do this one. And I am working on another radical uh, car, which I have posted a few pictures of it. And that one's actually going to be Local 64. And so once I finish that one, we'll, since you have the 124 scale, we'll take Side we'll side have to get together. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah, that's dope, man. Do you have, yeah, do you have the, the mock-up of it, of the 164 with you there? or I was looking for it earlier. I can't remember where I put it at. In the lab table right now. <laughs> in the mad lab table. But there are pictures of it in, on my Instagram. You can always go on my Instagram, and, and it's there. The, pretty much the process of the, the build that I have so far on that one.
And that one is about almost ready for paint. I just got to hinge the uh, front end to it and then it'll be ready for paint. And that one, I'm actually going to put an LS motor in that one. So that one's going to be, that one I've been working on that one for about going on three years. Hopefully I'll have it done soon. Man, it's a trip how fast like time goes, you know? Like it just, it sounds like forever. Like when you say three years, four years, yeah. I'm like, man. But you know what? Sometimes you do need that time though for uh, for a build, you yeah. know, to come, to come out, you know, well executed that you're satisfied uh, yeah. with the way it's going to come out. Yeah, because I see I've, I've had it uh, rushed other cars and it's just, I end up having to throw it in a stripper and start over. So I'd rather just take my time if it's, if I'm in that mood to work on that car, I'll work on it. If not, I won't touch it because then I'll I end up messing something up that I have to start over or something. So I don't touch them unless I'm in that mood to work on that particular car. But here's another one that I did. Uh, it's a little bigger. It's a 132 scale. It's just a simple paint job, just pink with lace patterns on the on the roof. The roof is flaked. It's a 132 scale, something simple. Nothing complicated or nothing. Something. And like I said, I really enjoy doing the, the 164 scales, and I do also enjoy doing the car models. It's just that right now my mind is just set on the Hot Wheels. Yeah, is there ever uh, like times when you go to a show um, or even like an estate sale, and you come across you know diecast cars that are you know maybe a rare body? And you look at it and, you know, obviously it's worn out, paint jobs, you know, it's all gone, right? But you, do you ever have this idea of just, you know, buying it to collect it? But then again, being like, I'm going to give this car a second life. I'm going to give it like a brand new custom paint job. Yes, I have done some also like that. I pretty much would get a beat up car at the Swami's again for like 50 cents, 25 cents. And then just pretty much... Um, drill them out, tap them out, and put them in the stripper, clean them out, and just put a, give a fresh new paint job on them and wheels. And actually for this year's coming up convention, I'm going to be taking nothing but new stuff. All my cars that I've done, whether they they won or not, they're all going to be pretty much retired. I'm just going to bring all new stuff. But I'm going to be doing cars that are old, that were done, that were that were built or made back in the 70s. They're not red lines, so they're not going to be those expensive $300, $800 or more red lines. They're just going to be basic old cars. And it's going to bring them back to life, give them a new life, new paint job, and all that. There's that one, and I, and I have this little Pinto, poison pint, Pinto, they call it. Has a big blower motor in it, but I'll be doing this one. Like I said, I'll be taking all nothing but old stuff, old castings that nobody's doing. Everybody's doing whatever's out popular is what people take to the conventions. But this year, you know what? I'm just gonna take nothing but old stuff where people could really stand out from everybody else's. And Man. And as far as uh, like customizing, uh, do, do you uh, tend to use like a lot of styrene to add or do is it more like glue or putty to shape up a model? Like or, Pink or, Lady? Or 164? Pink Lady, pretty much it's all uh, plastic and styrene. I mean, sorry, 
styrene and glue only. I didn't use nothing else but that. And then that's whatever works. And that seems to be work for me to do custom modify modify on the uh, bodies. I do want to try putty and see if that works uh, faster or easier. But right now I've been just doing the styrene and glue. And it, like the glue, it, it hardens like a rock. You can't even break it or anything. So that works good. Nice. Um, man, I'm checking the, I had some questions uh, from okay. people on, on the chat, um, but let me let me check something though, as we're recording this, because um, okay. I think, I don't know, Luis just texted me, he's like tuned in right now. I think uh, he was trying to tell me that it might have disconnected, but let me let me uh, let me check it real quick. I'm pretty sure I could just like refresh it right here. Um, let's see here. But yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll bring up the uh, the questions on here. Here, let me hit this thing again. Hey, thanks, Armando. Oh, oh did you see? Are you able to see from the oh, chat? Okay. The chat. All right, dope. I wonder if it's my internet. I don't know. We'll get it going right now. What's up, Hank? Yeah, the sixty-four, the local sixty-four is gonna be. It's gonna be a nice one when it's done. Should be another eye catcher. Geo. All right, here we go, man. I don't. I don't know up, why. Hank? Yeah, the sixty-four, the local sixty-four right there. is gonna be. Be a nice one when it's All right, so let's see here. Let's get back, back into it right here. Got to just minimize the uh, the screen real quick. All right, here we go. All right, guys, sorry about that. But um, so Juan, um, someone had asked on the chat. They wanted to know if uh, if you ever do like uh, like the slot cars. No, I haven't. I haven't got into that era yet or that scale or slot cars i do have a few that i've found at the swamis or estate sales that i got to but they're just trophy they're just uh put on the shelf just to admire so so like the 132 like what what brand are those the 132 scale ones that you uh, get i think they're jada i'm not really familiar with with the brand but there are some that are made by Hot Wheels in the 132 scale. I think the two that I show you, the Ribby and the and the uh, pink uh, 57, both of those are Hot Wheels. But I know there are other companies that make uh, 132 scale or or bigger. Nice, yeah, because um, it, it it's a trip, man. Like I I do come across like the 132, and then like there's even like some 143. Mm -hmm. You know, you start seeing everything, and then it's not until you see a photo of them all combined together that you start to really see the sizes. And it's like, what, the, what the heck? Like when I started seeing like 143 diecast, like some of the the tarmac works. Yeah, the little Porsches. I was kind of tripped out on those. I was like, man, like I would want to buy them, but then it's almost like I don't really have anything in that scale, and I don't know if I want to dive into that scale. <laughs> like, where am I gonna put all this stuff? You know? Yeah. Yeah, like it, like the one good thing about the one sixty four scale, they don't take up that much space compared to the one twenty four, one twenty five scale. I like I have my closets just full of one twenty four, one twenty five scale uh, models, and I have a in my restroom. I have a cover that's pretty much all my the one sixty four scales are stashed up there. 
So it's a big difference in uh, the space that they take. Yeah, behind you, I mean, you have a case there. Um, is Are those your builds that are kind of just done or is that more like a collection, collector's case? This are uh, some of my customs that I've done. Uh, let's see. Can you see them right there? Yeah, yeah, let's see. Keep, keep talking to uh, focus yeah. on. Some of these are old ones that I've done in the past, since I pretty much started doing the, the Hot Wheels. And some of them are just stock ones, like that gray uh, Merc is stock. Um, I have all those three fleet, fleet lines that I've done. Uh, two of the fleet lines are replicas of real ones. And then I have this Cadillac that I, I did last year with the matching truck and matching trailer. Can you see that one? I don't know if you can see that one. Yeah, I see it right here. That looks okay, pretty Yeah, that one I actually got uh, best paint last year at the Hot Wheels convention with the Cadillac. And over here on the opposite side, I have a few more. Some of them are friends that gave me some of their customs. And then there's, I had like four 65s that I've done. Uh, there's uh, Fantasia and Summer Madness on each corner. And the two in the middle, just something I just painted. Then I have that 59 that I did. That was one of my first ones that, that's the one that won me first place at the Hollywood convention, convention that put me into uh, pro the following year. And then I also love doing these gassers. Um, these gassers are fun to do. Uh, this one's actually inspired by Bill Carter's one of his paint jobs. And I'm actually going to be probably doing like three more of those type of gassers in this year. But I'm into a lot of stuff. I'm not just into Hot Wheels or car models. I'm into all kinds of hobbies and collectibles. So I keep my, myself busy, my mind busy for one, be, just keep busy. Yeah, because even like aside from, you know, the building, it's also, you have that creative sort of like photography as well. Yes. Um, that, that's also like a big one, I feel like. It's it's uh, like a big thing of what, what you do, because I mean, when, when we met, I always, you always had a camera. I always remember you always having a camera with you, uh, shooting film, and uh, just kind of documenting things. And and then I remember like later in the years, you'd like bust out with like the actual photos and just give them to friends. Like, hey, here, I took a picture of you like a year ago yeah. or so. So that's, yeah. that's always, always pretty cool. Yeah, I've always been into photography. I've started doing photography since the early 90s. Uh, and then I kind of stopped doing film once, that, once digital took over for a while, I pretty much just stopped uh, shooting film. But in the past six years, I think I've got back into shooting film, and I just I prefer shooting film over uh, digital. Yeah, no, the I mean the the photos look super dope, man. Like you know they look very warm once everything's all like you know uh, displayed on there, and you get them all developed up. So that's yeah. pretty so dope. I actually dropped off a roll of film today uh, after work to get developed from uh, Moon Ice show this past weekend. So hopefully I'll be able to, uh, tomorrow I'll get the the, the uh, 
scans tomorrow and the actual prints i'll probably get them what maybe monday yeah so so that moon Eye show was that on saturday or sunday it was saturday how was it it was good it was packed a lot of people a lot of cars and i ran into a lot of friends that are also into uh, photography and just a lot of friends that, that live here in the valley were there that was a good show. What I enjoy the most is doing seeing the drag races they have there at the at the show. Those are always fun to see, and just to hear the actual motors of those cars is just amazing. Nah, yeah. Did you take any of your bills with you to like show, showcase to any of your friends? No, nah, because I I was gonna be busy taking pictures. I didn't want a chance of losing it or something. Because the, the pink lady, I carry that one in a small little case that I got from Armando, I believe. And it's so light that sometimes I think it's not even there because the, the case is so light. Sometimes I double check and open it and make sure it's still there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You open like, oh, what the hell where they go? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. And um, you know, while we're on the topic of the pink lady, um, it's been featured in some magazines. Can you tell us about the features that it's been on? Yes, <laughs> it came out on the Hot Wheels uh, newsletter. This is this is uh, printed from the actual people that run the Hot Wheels convention in October, and it was featured in this one. And it, since it got actually it got at the convention, I got first place. I mean, not first place. I got People's Choice and uh, Best Paint. So just a small little picture of the car. But it got featured on four magazines. It got featured on this one, which is Hot Wheels newsletters. And then it also got featured on the uh, scale models or fine scale modelers uh, contest issue for 2022. And actually I was even surprised because a lot of times they'll take pictures of so many people's cars and they don't get featured. So I was surprised that it got featured. So I was thrilled that it, they actually featured the uh, pink lady on it. There's that one. And then the guys from Europe, uh, Diecast Heroes, which is Tony and his wife, uh, they featured it on their magazine. This one is the King of Customs issue. And this one, they did a pretty good spread on, on the car. I don't know. If they have pictures of the real car. And they have pictures of my car. And they put a few pictures of the uh, actual build in the process. So it felt good. They got featured on that issue. And then they featured it also on their diecast heroes again on one of their issues volume um what volume is this one i think it's seven but i could be wrong but on this one they actually featured on the cover on the bottom corner so that that made it more special for me and they actually sold a poster so i ordered the poster as well i just gotta get it framed but on that one they just did one page on it and here's the article pretty much the same article from the other one 
but they just uh one page on the other one they did two page spread on it so that felt good like i said you see a picture of it right there in the corner how when i started it pretty much just butchered one just for the doors and there's that picture the first picture this is these two the picture on the right is the first picture they got taken i think jeffries took that picture at armando's house so that was like almost four years ago so it got featured on four different magazines so i'm very happy that it got so much publicity on it man that's awesome dude thanks for sharing congratulations man that's that's a Thank big you. accomplishment to be able to do all that especially the like the 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 124 scale magazine the contest issue i mean i rarely ever i don't think i've ever seen a diecast being featured it's it's primarily you know plastic models but seeing your car in there it's like you know that that's just opening up that avenue more doors for yeah. you know for other people that that customize and build 164 scale so that's pretty awesome man Congrats. definitely yes i was like thrilled that they featured it on that one because even on the on the article from where I remember it says something about this is a natural Hot Wheel. You're looking at a Hot Wheel for people that see it. It's just a picture for so people that don't know or if they wouldn't put it, it was a Hot Wheel. People just think it's a uh, car model. So they actually put it's a natural Hot Wheel or something like that. They put. Yeah, um, damn. that's crazy. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to bring up a question for you. OK, this is from the chat. Uh, this is coming from David all the way in Spain. He wants to know if you have any plans on making a 164 scale diorama actually good question um next month in march at the lowrider super show we're going to be doing a diorama of three scales which is uh 110 scale for jerry's 124 scale for uh, with armando and I'm, i'll be doing a 164 scale uh for hot wheels of the uh, whittier boulevard so that's going to be coming up in March 4th. And that's something that I'm trying to hit up any customizers that do custom Hot Wheels. If they want to be a part of the, the diorama for the Whittier Boulevard, uh, just come down to the car show. And I'm, we haven't got full details on, on entry fee for the, for the Hot Wheels or anything yet. But keep an eye on that. We're going to start uh, promoting that show soon. But that is in the works and we are going to be working on that and actually let me get something we already have the arch for Whittier Boulevard in 164 scale and both the 124 scale and the 110 scales are already done so this is, will be the 164 scale for Whittier Boulevard at, at the Lowrider Super Show in March 4th damn that's dope so like you know, for those that are out there, you know, your customizer or, you know, builder. And this is this is a, a good opportunity for you if you want to showcase your cars on here. Is there anything specific one that like you would recommend someone? Let's say if someone has the time now to get started on something and have it ready by then. Um, are you primarily looking for like lowriders and or like custom cars? Pretty much anything to me, I think any for the 164 at least. Since you could do so much variety, uh, anything that you'll see cruising on the boulevard, hot rods, mini trucks, customs, lowriders, 
long as it doesn't look too far out, like um, fantasy, nothing too too wild. But as long as it's something clean and reasonable, that it, it could something that could be cruising on the boulevard, I think will be good. Um, if you, anybody remembers seeing the Winter Boulevard we did at the at the Cadillac Fest, so that was a big hit. So I want really want the one twenty one sixty four scale the guys customizes to really come out and show your customs and just to blow all these people's minds and see what uh what can be done on 164 scales um it's just completely different world from 124 and 164 scale the customizers are completely different and just amazing what they do on these customizers for the 164 scale so just come out if you can and show your work yeah because i mean man i could already imagine like the three different scales you know um back to back, like separated in their own scales, but just being able to start from one end and go on to the next. But then uh, I could already visualize a lot of people photographing like crazy, you know, the displays, but also getting close into the cars as well. Definitely. That's what I, I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to just to seeing what people come out with, just seeing what, how creative they could be with the, with their pictures and all that. And you could get really creative with pictures, but if you have the right uh, lens. Yeah, man. And then Jerry's going to be doing the pretty much like the RC cars or one tenth scale. Yeah, one tenth the RC lowriders. So that's going to be amazing. Shout out to him. That's yeah, crazy, man. Dang, I, then you're going to probably need a lot of tables for that because those are pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting a big space. I just can't remember the, the, the size of the, the tables that we're getting. But this one right here that I'm going to show you guys, uh, this one was inspired by um, Double Trouble, the 57 convertible that C CN uh, CNL Chino and his crew uh, painted. And the guy, I think it's done three, it's gotten three years uh, lowrider of the year. But this paint job was inspired by, by that car. And this one took me like two, like pretty much like a weekend to do. I was in that right state of mind that I finished the paint job on a on a weekend. And actually, this one I finished in Bakersfield. Uh, the guys had called me up and they wanted to get together to do a paint uh, session. So yeah, I'll go. And then I took this one. I pretty much finished the paint job over there. So that was amazing. I was in that right state of mind, and I like how it came out. A lot of people like this one as a while. When I showed it at the convention, yeah, dude, that one that one's super dope, man. You were having a good day that day. Yeah. <laughs> that was a perfect day. <laughs> no, that's super dope. Um, let me um, let me see here. I wanted to plug in before we forget um, mm -hmm. an upcoming uh, model show. So this is going to be the Model Fest uh, 2023 that's going to be taking place. Uh, February 26, 2023, at the Seaside Park slash Ventura County Fairgrounds. Uh, the address is 10 West Harbor Boulevard, Ventura, California, 93001. Um, that's like close to, you know, my pretty much like my stomping grounds right there, mm -hmm. uh, my area where I grew up. And uh, so this is a model car contest slash swap meet uh, show. It's on a Sunday from 8.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. And, you know, um, pretty
pretty much 124, 125th scale. There's also military. I'm pretty sure you could also bring Hot Wheels too. Didn't you bring some last time, Juan? Uh, last time we went, last year, we, we didn't uh, stay to compete. Uh, we were there for a couple of hours and then we headed out. But I do want to take Pink Lady there and show it there. And maybe if I have a new, few uh, new ones done, I'll take them there too. But mainly Pink Lady will be there. So if you want to see Pink Lady in person, I will probably be taking it to the Ventura show. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, the, the, these are good opportunities to bust out and bring out, you know, 164 scale, especially for those that are wanting to break out and stuff. Um, it's always good to bring it out to, to other shows and, and avenues because you never know. I mean, people are going to start photographing, making noise. Next thing you know, you got a whole new birth to a whole new category yeah they'll, they'll be on there i mean that's kind of how it goes uh yeah, but yeah likely they'll, put me like, they'll most likely put it like in uh, miscellaneous because it won't fit in any, any other other categories yeah true that so we'll also be uh vending there uh at that show scale riders will have its own booth set up uh with you know various things that we have from the site uh, on there but um that'll be at the end of the month the 26th so hopefully if you guys are in the area please come down um on that day and uh, i have a question for you juan yeah so i want to know i mean i i've seen you you know cut tape from various times but how do you get the tape so that small so thin now for a 164 scale well you're you have part of the doing it with that uh i just put my tape which armando showed us all put it, uh, the tape on the glass, piece of glass, and you get a straight edge ruler and a, a blade and just move the ruler to as thin as you want or as, as thick as you want to tape and just cut. And, and like that works perfect, the glass. When, uh, when, when you cut like your, you know, your tape out, you get the line, you know, like you say, lay out the ruler, get the razor, and then you bring out the line. Do you uh, already start working that tape onto the car or do you kind of just stick a piece of it onto something and keep cutting more lines just to have backup in case one breaks on you? No, I pretty much, once I cut the, the first tape, I use that one and if it breaks and then also because it might not be as thick as I need it or not too thin, I might need it thinner than that. So I just put it on the side of my, on my table just for use for future use whether it's on that build or something else but i always i always just whatever i cut i if it's not the right size i just put it aside so i get the right size and then go with that particular tape size yeah does that happen though often the tape breaking at some point from bending or just moving it around on on the car body no luckily for me it has they don't really break on me that often um it might break when it's too thin and I kind of stretch it a little too much and it just snaps. But other than that, they mostly don't, don't break on me. Dang. And as far as, um, the, the tape color and brand, what would you recommend, uh, out there to someone that plans on cutting tape to do some tape lines? Well, I only use three different colors, tapes, uh, there's three M's in the green frog, froggy tape or frog tape. I think they call it. Um, the only reason I use three different, uh, colors of tapes is uh, I'll use mainly the blue tape, the painter's tape to do all my patterns and all that. And then I'll use the green tape to do all my back masking 
And the only reason I use the green tape instead of the blue, all the whole paint process is with the green, I could see that I'm on the line that I don't want to get paint on. Okay, if I use the same blue on blue, and then I won't really know if I'm too far in or not far out. And I might get paint where I don't want uh, that particular color. So I just switch off. And that's the only reason I use three different colors of tapes. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense right there. Because I've done that mistake of just using the same color. Mm -hmm. And then and then when you're when you're taking off that, that big sheet of tape, makes you know you're you're also like pulling out more tape that you shouldn't be like pulling out. Or you didn't cover that one section that you missed. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It it definitely does like happen out there. Um, and as far as like cutting the tape, are you just using just regular razor blade, or are you looking uh, different now? Just uh, just regular razor blades. The one, these particular ones. Just start with a fresh one every time I I start. At least I, I look and I look at the tip, make sure it has, still has a pointy tip. And if it doesn't, then I won't bother using because then the cut the. I won't be able to cut that thin of a line. But then what I also do, and I don't know if a lot of people do or not, when I'm using my back masking, when I'm back masking a car, I'll reuse that same back masking on the whole car. I won't start with another line, another piece of tape. I use the same uh, back masking on the whole car until it, it doesn't have, it's still it's not tacky anymore, then I'll don't use it no more. Nice, and I have a, a, a question from Ryan. Uh, based out of Hawaii, he wants to know which tape works best, uh, 3M or Tamiya? I've always used uh, 3M. I really have not used Tamiya that often. Um, if I use it, it might be just, just to do some straight lines or that, but for back masking or anything, I pretty much just use uh, 3M tape. Hope that answers your question, Ryan. Man, and then um, it, earlier in the chat, uh, slowly models Casey had brought up uh, a question, and before before the thing got disconnected, but he pretty uh -huh. much wanted to know like if there was like a car, uh, something that you want to uh, build or or just create that maybe you haven't have not created yet. Um, well, I like doing gassers, so I'm, I probably will be looking up some pictures from gassers. I have several castings of gassers that I'm going to probably be redoing, doing some paint jobs. I have this uh, Camaro that I'm doing a white pearl. It has a white pearl on it already. So I just got to look for some pictures to do some something crazy on this. But Radical or anything like that, I am doing Local 64. Um, I'm actually going to do a second Pink Lady. Because people keep asking me, is it if the one I finished? People are, people are asking me, is it for sales? I I can't sell that one, but there, I might do a second Pink Lady. So keep and the up. and the second one is that one going to be for sale? Like, are you gonna auction it off? I probably will sell the second one, and I don't know if I'll auction it off because I really don't like <laughs> or looser. I don't mm -hmm. I don't like doing Dang. something like that. Oh, I should have won, like, man. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I have another question. This is from Hank. Uh, Hank wants to know, are you using ready to spray uh, candies or pre-mixed candies or are you doing the mixing yourself? 
I'm the, for the majority I am mixing myself, but I am I did just place an order with Tropical Glitz uh, for a couple of of his paints. So hopefully I'll get that paint uh, over the weekend or next week. And I'm actually going to probably apply it to this fleet line that I started. So I might apply the, one of the colors uh, on this particular build. So I'm waiting for the paint to come in and try it out. It's already ready to spray. Man, that's dope. Uh, when do you find your time, like during the week, when, you, when you're working on all, a lot of these projects? Uh, are you doing this in the early mornings throughout the day, or this is more of a night thing for you? Well, right now I am working in mornings now. So pretty much when I get off work is when I work on the on the on the projects. Pretty much when I get, I get off work at two thirty, so I have plenty of time to work on something before I get too tired before I go to bed. Uh, but before I was working uh, the swing shift, and I had time to work on my projects in the morning when I wake up, and then when I get home from work, I could stay up till midnight or past midnight to work on other stuff or work on the project before I go to bed and not have to worry about waking up early the next day. So right now I just am working. I'm only um, after work. After work. Right on. And what's the next like? Uh, when's the you know kind of an idea of the date of like the next competition show you got coming up that you want to enter? Well, I did wanted to go to the ToyCon in Vegas, but that's going to land on the same weekend as the uh, Lowrider Super Show. So I'm not going to be able to go to that one. So I think after that one, I think it won't big show will probably won't be until maybe June up in Sacramento. And that's the uh, weekend on, on wheels. They have that every, every year. And I've gone the past three years to that one. It's the drive, but I really enjoy the drive and it's, it's really fun. I, I enjoy the, cause they have an actual car show also. Man, that's a trip. Does that one kind of remind you of like NNL since you're up north? Yeah, pretty much. Same same feeling. Like they have vendors that sell Hot Wheels and all that. They have a real car show outside and the contest and all that. So it's pretty much the same same feeling. Same long drive. Man, that's a trip. What's like the, the most you've ever dropped at a show? Like money, like purchasing um, like a car or, or a rare die cast well actually i i tell people i'm not a collector i really don't want to collect hot wheels because then they'll get out of hand i'd rather just do custom work so if i buy anything i just buy whatever i think that i want to customize and they really run me about maybe five bucks to a dollar i do have some uh red lines that i've bought in the past Oh dang! Let's see. I think the 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 sound kind of cut out right there. Um, I'm not sure. Let me uh, see what's going on right here. Hey Juan, um, it kind of cut out. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I don't know if it, it there right we go. Out. There we go. You're good. You're good. So you were saying that you just purchased. You had purchased some red lines, and then uh, yeah, I just bought them because they're the price was was reasonable, so I bought them. I know the the red lines uh, they're expensive. And if I could get them at a decent price, I'll just collect just a few, not to not to get out of hand, like all my car models. Yeah, I feel like last time we were like at NNL, you dropped some ends on like an OG Johan. Oh, yeah. And there was this guy, he had like so many boxes and it was all just vintage, vintage, vintage. And, and you had seen something, I can't remember what it was, 
but uh, you had asked him how much and then um you know he told you the price i know for sure it was above 100 yeah and um cadillac yeah and, and then you know you were like thinking about it and then you're like yeah i'm gonna get it and i had never spent that much on a model kit at that time you know mm-hmm. uh for me it was more like you know 25 30 bucks but i was like dang but then after you know you telling me what it was and that this was like a rare kit now um you know definitely i was like oh shoot you know and looking back you definitely scored that one right there yeah well even that at that show some guy had the uh, lowrider ravel hot wheels that he was selling for like thing like seven bucks each and i bought i, I didn't take that much cash because you didn't want to buy anything really any car models and if i would have known the guy was there with the die cast i would have took more money but i pretty much bought like i think like four of them from him for seven bucks seven bucks each which was really good because those go for about 35 to, or more um depending on the car but Man. Let's see. I just I'm checking the chat right now. We got a couple more questions. Okay. Uh, th- this one here. Let's see. The one I see right now, right off the bat, is uh, this is from D Block Ty. He wants to know um, what's your recommended. Uh, let's see. Clear. I don't know if he's referring to a can or just uh, airbrushing. But mm-hmm. as far as like for you, like the clear. Um, what do you recommend? The clear, I always, ever since you guys introduced me to it, which is House of Colors uh, Show Clear. That one's like the best. I that's, I've, that's the only thing I've been using lately for the past, all my bills for the past year. And it's been good to me. Nice. And then this is another question. This is coming from Ryan. Uh, he wants to know, as far as an airbrush, uh, what is the best detail um, stuff out that makes it so small? um detail brush what do you use one i use the iwata eclipse airbrush that one oh that was dope. Paint, but i do have one that i use just for flake only which is the one you could get a harbor freight for like 10 bucks i use that one just for flake and then i have one separately that I use just for clear only but my workhorse is the iwata uh, eclipse one yeah you know uh i still remember you had gotten a compressor how long has it been now since you got that iwata compressor um i want to say probably two years or three years man dude and then that one you you has two two outlets right for two hoses yes you have two uh airbrushes connected Mm -hmm. man that's that's super cool right there so you got like if you want to do a a plate job bust out and then pick up a totally different project and lay out some paint on there yeah and actually worked because i when i went to bakersfield i had two lines i took both of my lines that if somebody wanted to be shoot spraying if they didn't have a compress if they didn't have a, a compressor they could use the other line to shoot right there have you uh started to to get into like pinstriping to to add any kind of pinstriping effects onto your 164 scale no i haven't i would be interesting i, I wouldn't mind learning or taking a class or something to learn how to do that but i have taken a uh lowrider paint class with the uh lowrider masters paint masters. yeah hell yeah i saw some photos of that dude tell yeah. us about that, that how, was, how, how, what made you want to take the plunge and take the class well i just since i've done some since we do the car models and hot wheels i just want to learn different techniques and see what what else i could learn that i could possibly 
bring into doing on the car models or on the Hot Wheels. And I I enjoyed it. It was I've already taken two classes with them. Um, one last in 2021, and then this past year, 20 uh, in December, I took the second class, and it's with uh, the CNL uh, Chino from CNL Customs and Pete from uh, Crazy's Customs. Uh, he's located in Palmdale, but the class was given in Silmar. And I've enjoyed, I've learned some new techniques and it's a great class. If you want to learn how to do lowrider style paint jobs or anything, I recommend take one of these classes. Uh, they do have it throughout uh, the United States, have it in Texas and uh, Hawaii and I forgot what other states and Vegas also. I highly recommend taking the class if you want to learn how to do the lowrider style paint jobs or just to get your hands dirty and get it. Uh, the feel for using the, air, the uh, paint guns is a different feeling uh, from shooting the airbrushes and uh, shooting the uh, paint guns is a completely different feel for it. But I highly recommend the classes. Yeah, that's cool, man. I still remember uh, going up north, uh, taking the class with Luis, that Danny D class. Yeah. With Armando Serrano. And uh, th that was a fun one, man, because... I mean, at that time, you know, I had just that that interest and um, and the time to, you know, at home to, you know, kind of do it yourself, like buy the paints and have the guns and the compressor and just kind of work on little projects here and there with the limited space. But then to be able to actually uh, step into a real shop, you know, and have a bigger space. And then and then you have, you know, professionals that have been in the game for so long and just just sharing that information and then finally like doing it hands-on and and getting to just get that feel it was it was totally a different experience and and it opens up your mind to a lot of stuff that that you go man if if you could do this in this one-to-one -one scale uh panel or a car like imagine what i could do to a model car or even like yourself what you're doing uh with 164 scale yeah, it's funny when I went to sign up the first time I took the class with Chino, I went to sign up and uh, give my deposit. And this, when I went and paid off the balance on that for that class, I took a couple of my uh, Hot Wheels that I'd done. And then his wife was there and he was telling me, hey, look, look at the stuff he does. And he wants to take class. It was just was like, yeah, I want to learn what you guys do. It wants to learn from the masters. <laughs> yeah, it's like you just you can't stop learning, you know, like you gotta, you gotta keep going because even if, if you're like, you have the experience and, and, and you, you know, you're in the field doing it. Yeah. Uh, take the class. You're going to pick something up for sure. Cause even in that class that we were in, there was other people who were already like painters, but they were still taking it. It was almost like they just wanted to add more info and experience onto their portfolio and like, arsenal you know and um and you know everybody's gonna share like a some kind of like trick and tip on there um which makes it like very interesting and um it was funny because i still remember even uh like danny d telling us about the mexican ruler it was like how do you how do you find the center line you know on a hood on a roof on whatever you know any odd shaped thing how do you find the center line and he had us thinking, you know, I was like, 
thinking like already like, oh, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to measuring tape and do all this stuff and that. And he just did it in seconds. He's like, no, nah, it's easy. He's like, just get a piece of tape, taper from one end and then tape the other end and then basically just peel it off and then bend it halfway. And he's like, that's your halfway point and you, you mark it with a pencil and that's it. He's on any object. It doesn't just have to be very <laughs> symmetrical, right? And everybody was just like, holy crap, you know? You're like, the, you know, everybody was like, okay, that was like, you know, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. But we had no idea. And, um, and then, I mean, there was so many other little things that kind of kick in in there, but I've always thought about that. And even at work, you know, I'll be with my dad and he'll be like, oh, we need to measure this and we need to figure out where's the center line or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, easy. I'm all, all I need is a piece of tape. And I'll lay out the tape. I'll bend the tape. I'll, I'll make sure the tape meets the other beginning. Yeah. And I'm like, there it is. You know, and, and even with the model cars, too. That was like another thing that kicked in with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, th- those classes that you were taking, um, you said you took one part and the second part. Is there still more parts to it? Or is this just kind of no. like it? Uh, it was a two-day class. The first day was just pretty much prepping the panels and getting them ready for paint. And the second day is when we, uh, we spent all day uh, painting, back masking and painting. But I just took a, another class just to take the, the second class. I just went. Well, I actually went, had went to pick up some paint from Pete. It was giving me a name. He thought, oh, I'll just hang out. And I, okay, I'll hang out. He said, oh, you want to do a panel? Sure, I'll do a panel. I wasn't planning on doing a second plan or taking uh, being there for the, for the whole class, but I ended up staying there, which uh, I enjoyed it. I definitely will sign up again uh, next year also just to take it, see what different techniques they have or see what kind of panel we do next year. Yeah. You know, I I, re- I like that little panel that you made for the pink lady. Uh, when, you, when you were sending me photos to use yeah. for the cover, I had never seen that little plate right there. And I was like, dude, that's like super. Dope. Can, can you show us that? Yeah, I actually did too. I did this one, which is just a plain uh, white pearl with the dust of uh, pink. You can't really see it. But then I did this one also pretty much uh, some of the patterns that are on the pink lady. I did them in the something different to to when I take it to shows to display it, put it on top of it and display it. So it'll be something different. So this one, I don't know what happened. The clear reacted on, on me on this one. It blistered a lot. So I had to sand it pretty much. And then I re-cleared it and it's still not. You can see right there all the orange peel. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I don't know what happened here that maybe somebody can tell me what happened there. Yeah. I mean, I, what I would recommend is um, there's this, uh, man, I got to get the name of it, but it's pretty much a cleaner. Um, so you, you can always like, uh, like sand it, like wet sand it really lightly because yeah. you don't want to obviously burn through it. Just sand it, you know, clean it up, wet sand it with water. And then um, it's like a pre-clean. And um, a, a lot of the times, you know, people that are painting the cars, they have the pre-clean. So yes. wet sand the car, you know, clean clean up all the particles, and then they, they spray a pre-clean. And then, you know, the pre-clean pretty much just kind of dries on its own. And you could still wipe it, though. And then after that, you know, you start painting. Uh, but in that situation, if it's like reacting, reacting like that, you could just um, lightly wet sand it just to get, you know, make it nice and dull. And then hit it with the with the pre-clean, wipe that off, and then just go back in there and then hit it with the clear again, just bury it, bury it with clear. 
um, because you know that that way the, the clear fills in all those little uh, pockets that are yeah. in them, and, and it starts to. I guess you just gotta kind of hit it wet the first coat. You know, wait like ten minutes or so, hit it again with another coat. And um, what I would probably recommend is once you're finally done, uh, you know, obviously color sand it, get it smooth. But then um, I can help you even like polish it with the with the Dremel, mm. with the polishing pads. I think even that, get hitting it uh, with the Dremel, um, will uh, will you know just help it like get it re- really nice and smooth on there. Um, but yeah, man, the pre clean, I. I um, I was using that for a while back then on on some of the the models. Yeah. Where I was a little paranoid of like reaction and just like things going on and and I had a FBS tape makes like these uh those pump bottles. Mm-hmm. And um they had one. I think Coast Airbrush sells it. They're I think they're anywhere from about like 40 to 50 dollars and you could it's a chemical bottle so you basically just fill it up with the pre-clean. And then it has a pump. So you just pump it a few times and then you could spray it onto a rag uh, and then, or a cloth. And then from there, you can pretty much just, you know, wipe that over your, your hot wheel car or your model car panel or anything, even anything bigger, a fender or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you're, you're ready to go on there. Yeah. We did use that at the class when we, after we, uh, painted it we just wiped it all down or the next day the next day we wiped the panels down because they were sitting overnight at the shop and i'm sure little dust particles probably landed all over it but we did use that stuff yeah that that stuff's pretty cool i mean um a while back my friend had a he, he works at a body shop and he had sold me like i bought it from him like this big it was probably like, like about a gallon maybe or so and i think at that time it was like 15 bucks and and it went it went a long way. I don't know how much they are now, mm. um, but the 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 pre clean definitely uh, come in handy right there. And uh, let's see, we we have another question in the chat that I could see right here. This is from EJ. He wants to know: uh, Do you intercoat with clear between paint layers, uh, slash colors? And if yes, um, if yes, any clear you prefer for intercoat? So um, I'm thinking the question, hopefully I have it right. So what I'm getting from is, you know, you lay your color, you clear, and then you, and then you lay another color, and then you clear? Well, I pretty much mix my paints with the, with the SG-100. The, the, and pretty much, I think a lot of people, you do it that way. And that pretty much protects the, the paint that you just lay with the light coat I guess it's clear it, it protects the, the color and that's pretty much what I use is the inner coat uh, the SG100 from uh, House of Colors is what I use but I mix it with my paints because it's already there and I don't need to have a separate container for with just with a inner coat it's already mixing in with the uh, paint yeah I, I remember a while back watching like a video uh House of Color video when with John Kosmoski and he's uh he was talking about how you lay out your paints and then like you could spray just inner coat, right? Just pure inner coat on top of your graphics or whatever. And you could step away from it. And and then you could come back maybe tomorrow or so to like continue, right? But I know he's talking about more like the one-to-one scale 
um, like projects. Yeah. So I remember <laughs> one time I had some inner coat and I dumped it in the airbrush and I and I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I don't think I'm going to finish this model anytime soon. I'll come back to a week later. So I, I, I hit it, dude, with inner coat. I freaking fogged the thing, dude. Like I just covered it up, bro, like nasty. And I was like, oh, I know I did something wrong, you know. I, I was very confused. But then, you know, I went ahead and did it again. And then I just remember like, all right, you know, from from following, you know, the steps and asking you guys questions. That's when I was just like, all right, whenever I mix like, you know, my uh, my candies, especially it's going to have, you know, I can't even remember the ratios. I have to go back, but it's going to have the, the concentrate candy, the inner coat and, and the reducer. Yeah. In, right. Mixed in. And then obviously, you know, like the clears, it's also going to have uh, the reducer, the catalyst, and the uh, and the clear. Um, but I remember like always looking at stuff over and over. But then it always got to me because the tech sheets would always say that it wasn't um, you couldn't use it on an airbrush that it wasn't compatible. Mm. And I was like, really? And everybody was using it. <laughs> I was like, man, they need to update that tech sheet, you know, and take that off. Yeah, yeah, cause that's all I use, and it's it's been working fine for me with uh, the paint not peeling or anything like that. So that's pretty much how I use my uh, inner coat. That's cool. When's the last time you went to uh, Coast Airbrush? Um, probably about a year ago. Uh, one of my friends from Bakersfield was was going down there. He hit me up and wanted to go. Yeah, I'll go. So I met them over there, or they picked me up. I think they picked me up, and. It's hard not walking out of there without spending over $200 or more. So I'm sure a lot of people experience that. Going to go to Coast Airbrush, it's like candy everywhere. It's like you want to buy everything. Nah, hell yeah, man. I mean, it, it's been a long time for me. I haven't gone. I'm, it's probably like a 45-minute drive for me now. I mean, before it was longer. And, and it's crazy because when it was further for me, I would bust that mission. <laughs> I feel like I would go out there more when I lived really far away. But now that I'm closer, I don't even like I haven't gone. I think the last thing I, I purchased from them was like the green tape and a box of uh, black gloves for painting. Mm -hmm. And and I still have I still have the box. I, like I haven't even run out of it. Um, but but the green tape, man, that's that's some dope tape right there. Good 3M. Yeah. It's uh, really sick. And I mean, they carry a lot of stuff. I, I wish um, I was able to uh, visit Manny out in the Florida Tropical Glitz and see his shop out there. I mean, have yeah. you seen how he's posted the, like that new place that they're in now? Yeah, it's amazing. Like I, I want to one day I'm going I'm to go out there to Florida and visit and see how yeah, it is. Because you gifted him uh, one of your... Um, you painted uh, Hot Wheels. Yeah, I painted a dairy delivery. And that one, it was a fun paint job. I did That paint job was like a 90s style paint job with double flames on it. And uh, I did it in magenta, teal, and uh, tangerine. I can't remember the other colors, but I put like checkers on it. And I went all out with that one. Man, that's nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool because, you know, that's definitely like a piece that they can uh, present there and people could see, uh, you know, like pretty much what you can do in, in any scale, not just the one-to-one. The -one. 
Yeah. Yeah, and that one actually I took to Japan the last time we went, and I didn't know that they they had a uh, Hot Wheels contest at the Moon Eyes out there in uh, Japan, and I took that one and a couple of other ones on my Hot Wheels. So I'm, every time we go to Japan, I always like to take a certain one and just take pictures of them in different areas and all that. But once I saw that they had a contest, I went ahead and entered it in the contest, and I got first place with that one. And that's how I got the display <laughs> case behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tight. Place award. So that felt man. good. Man, dude, they probably got mad when they saw you. Like, what? Like, look at this fool putting yeah. us here. Well, if we go next time we go to Japan, I will be taking Pink Lady to Japan. Oh, she should. Hey, when, when we were there that year in Japan, did they have the contest? I really didn't notice it if they did, because I don't remember. I wouldn't. I didn't know. I didn't notice I that either. Really into the Hot Wheels scene that that hard as I am now. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember seeing it, noticing it last year. I mean, the first year that we went. But I did notice it this uh, the last time we went. That's why I said I'm, I'm gonna take a couple of my new ones, and they're smaller. Dude. I don't think I carry them on in 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 my pocket. Yeah, I mean, th- there's some uh, like modelers and and like just people on Japan that I follow on through Twitter. Um, and yeah, and I just recently saw. Um, I want to say I think he's like an artist. Um, for hero and he uh he was showcasing some photos i don't know i think they had a meet or some or some event because there's been a lot of 164 scale uh photos being posted and reposted by him yeah and mostly a lot of uh like the lowrider stuff and like custom painting and whatnot so i'm assuming man like you know the stuff's blowing up over there as well yeah there's a guy out there um his instagram is real something like the, like if for real like real and he done some amazing Hot Wheels uh, customize. He did uh, Dress to Kill and a bunch of uh, lifestyle cars, and they're just amazing. The paint jobs that he does, and he's really good. And I met him when that, when we went this last time. We I met him there, and I we, we chit chatted or kind of chit chatted. It's just hard to communicate. But just showing the his, he was showing me his pictures and then seeing some of his actual customs that he made. Just seeing him in person, just mind-blowing and he actually also got first place with some of his uh, builds that's crazy was he the dude you had shown me some years back where he had the dress to kill and he could like take it apart yeah that was that guy interior the casket and everything mm-hmm. man that's crazy yeah. man that's that's awesome you got to meet him yeah man what a trip and um dude i, I still have memories when we were back there in japan that was like what 2017 going into like 2018 huh yeah yeah late late 2017 that and that was, that was a super fun trip man i i can never uh we can never get enough of the 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 breakfast remember at the hotel yeah that was but what was funny with that is like every morning we're there we got up early enough to go eat breakfast uh, and the last day we were there we woke up late and we weren't able to eat breakfast yeah i remember uh yeah we were like just taking advantage killing it every morning like let's just eat that way we're full and that way we could just like go and explore the city and wherever we're gonna go and um and then also it's like we were gonna save money right on buying breakfast because yeah. you know compliments of the hotel and we could whatever buy hobby stuff mm-hmm. and then we were saying yeah the last day we should get up even earlier and just like be eating like a grip and by the time we got up and we got down there the kitchen everything was closed yeah the buffet was over <laughs> dang that buffet was good though man 
That yeah, thing, it was. That thing was dope. Um, if if you could go back now um, to Japan, let's say this year a trip, um, would you be like bringing back? What would you be bringing back? Model kits? Um, would you be bringing back? You know, just supplies? supplies. Okay. Tools and stuff like that. Cause like the hobby stores like there is like amazing like so huge it's like you don't even know where to look and when you're there it's like oh yeah i could have got this there and i forgot there's so much to see but definitely not model kits unless it's something that really sticks out that i want other than that probably just tools and supplies yeah man dude you, you gotta you gotta make some connects with people out there dude for the 164 because um i'm sure that, i'm sure there's more shows man there yeah, they have they have one besides the the one that they had at the Moon Ice, and I think they had one just before the year ended. Something out there that the guy from that built that dress to kill, he he goes to that one. And there's another guy uh, in Japan, Kasi, that he does some crazy customs. And actually, the Pink Lady actually also built that Pink Lady to compete. To go after uh, Kasi from Japan because he every time he comes down for the Hot Wheels convention, he always kills it in, in that category for the for that for the build for the bug. He always gets first place, so I was actually going after him with that one, but he didn't make it this uh, past year. He just didn't he didn't show up for whatever reason. But hopefully, I know he'll probably be up be coming down this year coming up. I just gotta have something ready for him. Yeah, I was gonna say, dang! So you guys are gonna go head to head or what at the show? Just see what he brings into the table and see what I bring. See what the judges like and damn. What if he rolls up like with his belt from the year before, like <laughs> like a wrestler, you know? Like, and then you have yours on, like, "Ooh, look at me, dog!" <laughs> mm -hmm. But I still have not gotten first place for the category for the bug. I entered it, and there's three different there's. They're spicy, um, hot, and mild. I can't remember the three categories. And I haven't not gotten hot. I haven't won hot in that category for first place. So that's why I need to get a first place in that category. I thought I had a good chance this year, but I didn't. But I think I got the best awards. I got best paint and people's choice. So I think that felt more rewarding. Especially the people's choice because they could have voted for any of the other cars that were there, but Pink Lady got enough votes that I got uh, people's choice. Yeah, and um, in in the world of one sixty four, from what you know, is there also like crews or like you know like clubs? There are a few. I don't think there there are that many out here in Southern California. I really don't think there's any that I know of. Not out here. I haven't really come across any clubs out here. Yeah, because you know, obviously, like in 124, 125th, there's there's a lot of model car clubs. Yeah, out there. So I always wondered about that. Like, if there was also some for like the 164, either customizers or maybe you know collectors. Yeah, there are some people that like to collect customs. Because um, at the convention, I pretty much stayed away from the table where the where I lay pink lady. I just didn't want, I don't know, I just didn't want the attention or something. I don't know. I just, I just put my, the card down, I hanged out for a little bit, and I just walked away. Yeah. Dang. You were like, I'm out of here. It's like, enjoy it. And you guys enjoy it. Blow your minds. 
No, that's cool. Yeah, I always wondered, like, you know, if there was like a crew, like, like a 164, you know, what would you say? Red lines, right? Those are more the expensive yeah. ones. Like, yeah. Like, you're like, like, yeah, that crew right there, they only dropped 900. That's it, 900 and up. Yeah. We don't well, buy nothing. Um, I took Armando to the convention this past year. He'd never been there, so I, he went with me, and he he was just amazed on how pretty much everybody that rents the hotel, the rooms, they pretty much sell Hot Wheels out of the rooms the whole week, starting from Tuesday to Sunday. And there's people that go there, and they, they drop big money on those money, huh? Wheels. It's like, that's a trip. Yeah, uh, one of my homies, um, HHW Customs, Hayden, mm-hmm. I'm like he uh, he was posting, you know, like photos and stuff like about the rooms and things like that. And that was like an insight where I started to see, like, dang, like that's that's pretty crazy. I've I've always heard about it, but I had never seen it firsthand, you know, from video or like photos. But when I started to see that through through, through his post, I was like, dude, they're really doing it like that. That's dope. Well, you've been to the one in Pasadena. Imagine four floors of nothing but Hot Wheels and every single door, every single room is there. They have their whole room, just nothing but Hot Wheels on Dang. the bed and on the dresser, everywhere. That's a trip. Man, when, when we were uh, at NNL this year, you know, uh, when we got to the hotel, I, I you know, I, I brought like the model kits and everything pretty much out of the car, you know, to bring it up to the room. Mm-hmm. And I just had to kind of double check, make sure that things were properly labeled and, and priced or whatever, right? But I remember I had that moment where I pulled out all the model kits from the box and I laid them all on the bed. And I was just thinking, dang, like it looks crazy. Like they all fit like in the bed, right? And I was just like thinking, man, what would happen if I just did a front flip like on all those boxes, <laughs> you know? But then it also reminded me of the Hot Wheels, like like how you were saying, like people vending. Yeah. And I was telling my friend Dan, imagine if right now we just open the door and we put a sign up, like come through, you know, you could just shop right here. And um, I don't know, people would be like, what the hell are these guys doing, you know? But yeah, <laughs> but yeah it kind of uh, it kind of reminded me of that in that moment that I had right there. And um, so like. This year, one, I mean, March, you have the the lowrider show, and then further, you have that other show where you want to go to that head-to-head competition. Yeah, um, with that dude you had mentioned about. Is there anything else that you have plans for for this year? Um, well, in uh, Bellflower, every third Wednesday of the month, they have a little uh, they call it play day. Uh, for Hot Wheels and people pretty much get together every month. They have a contest and every month is a different theme for the contest and people go there and sell trade Hot Wheels, whatever. And I'll probably be doing that this year when there's no shows, just go there. Now that I'll be working mornings, I'll be able to go. Um, It's usually every third Wednesday of every month in uh, Bellflower. I usually do post the flyer that they they post. I usually repost it on my Instagram for if anybody's interested or in the area, they can check it out. But it's every third Wednesday of the month. Um, that's the only thing that I really have planned because uh, sometimes the shows comes up that I don't know and then I'll just go to. But I do want to go to more car model shows. I didn't really go to that many car model shows this past year. I definitely want to try to go to more this coming year or this year. 
Yeah, I mean, th this year, you know, how we had mentioned earlier, we have the, the Model Fest 2023 coming up and then in February. And then in May, uh, we also have the SoCal Open uh, coming up on the 7th as well. Um, and then, you know, obviously there's going to be more, more uh, coming up. Are you going to be attending the, uh, the Roadster show this year? Uh, I don't think I'll be able to go because I'll uh, probably be going to Bakersfield this weekend. I Something came up that I, I'll probably be, be in Bakersfield this weekend. Um, I did want to go, but I, I don't think I'll be able to make it this year. Yeah, are you going to be linking up with the your homies out there that you guys ping with? Uh, if I have some time, I'll probably hit them up and let them know I'm in town, see if they want to just hang out or whatever and see what they're up to. Uh, but they do over there also have uh, the C10 meets over there. And they usually take their customs and Hot Wheels and just hang out. So I'm, if they have one this summer, I'll probably go to that. I got to get my uh, K5 Blazer, 72 Blazer back on the road, and I'll be able to take take that over there and take it to that C10 meet. Yeah. And and who in the in the Hot Wheel scene is, like, inspiring you right now? Who do you see that's, like, pushing that envelope in your eyes? Um, pretty much the guy Kazi from Japan. He does some awesome work. Um, there's a few guys out here in the Valley. There's Mark Vargas, which you did a, a podcast on him a while back. He was an old school guy that did the car models back in the day. He does some really good work and mainly them two are the ones that really inspire me and push me and they to do something different. And that's about them. Yeah. I mean, Mark, it's been a while. I haven't seen him. Yeah. Uh, the last time I saw him was out in the, at that park in Pasadena, South Pasadena. Mm -hmm. um, he was out there. And I mean, you know, he's always cutting cars up for people and like customizing wheel swaps and all that good stuff right there. So that, that's always neat. Um, I didn't know, man, that like people did that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, but then it makes sense, you know, like if you don't want to do it yourself or you don't have the tools. Yeah. You know, there, there's people out there that are willing to do it. Uh, they can do it for you really easy and make it look dope. Yeah, because before I even learned how to do the taps on the uh, Hot Wheels, I have him do, do them for me until I finally got the tools, the right tools to do it, and I just do it myself now. But I used to have him do all my drilling and tapping for to re-screw, put the, the screws back on to tighten the body to the interior and all that. Yeah, do you see him at the play days? Is he there as well? Yeah, he's majority of the time he does go. Uh, unless he's working or he can't make it, but the majority of the time he is there. Oh, nice, man. I need to catch up with them. It's been a while, man, since the last time I saw him. Yeah, I think they, I think last weekend they had that thing in the um, Pasadena. I think it was last weekend. Uh, but they are having a show in Riverside. Hot Wheels, kind of the same thing as the Pasadena thing, but in, in Riverside. And I might go if I, nothing's going on that weekend. I might just take a drive up there. It's on a Sunday. I think it's the 12th of February. I'm not sure. I got to look at the date. I might go over there. So I go over there just to hang out and talk to people, see my friends and all that. If I see a good deal, I buy something. If not. Yeah, that's dope. Because at that point, you start to kind of see, right? Like a lot of uh, your homies that you, you know, you see at all these shows. Yeah. Are there. Oh, man, that's dope, man. And then at the same time, you get to showcase some of your stuff. Mm -hmm. I still yeah. remember that the the 59 you had. Um, it was, is it the South Side? The Inspired? Yeah. Let me grab that one. Real quick. Yeah, go for it, dude. I mean, 
That's that's a, a classic one right there. This was actually one of the first ones I did, like a custom paint job. And actually, this was the first one I entered into the Hot Wheels convention that got me uh, first place for amateur. And it actually, that's what put me into doing, going into the pro section, uh, section for the following year. This one, this one, uh, this is pretty much, like I said, one of my, compared to this paint job to the Rivi I, I showed you guys in the beginning, this is like what pushed me to the level that I really need to concentrate and do better paint jobs. Everybody liked the paint job when I did this one at the convention, and I got uh, first place with that one. That one was fun to do. I actually had to retouch the, the roof. There was a piece on the roof that had chipped on me, so I had to go back and retouch uh, it up, and luckily I was able to save it. That's nice. And as far as, like, from your experience spraying candies, uh what's your recommendation as far as like spraying layers uh you know do you recommend like less layers so you get more of a, a some really nice like soft tone colors um it depends on what you're looking to do um i like to do fades and all that but also you if you, especially if you're doing both sides like patterns on both sides just keep counts of the, the layers that you you're spraying because if you lose track of the layers you're putting one side gonna be darker than the other side if you don't really pay attention until you shoot the clear and then you'll see oh that side's a little bit darker than the other side so i just recommend just count the layers that you do or you know george if you have the vision of when you spray in the car you can see that it's in the same tone the whole car or not just count the layers that you're doing on the candies yeah they, that makes total of sense man i learned the hard way with that i remember yeah spraying and you know have the object i'm going one side back forth back forth back and then and then i flip it around and then i'm doing the same thing but i'm going a little bit more mm -hmm. and then i'm trying to think like wait a minute how many sprays did i do on one side compared to the other you know and and yeah one side was totally darker than the other and there was just no going back you know once once it's set then that's kind of it and it's very hard to get it to match. Yeah, that's one. That's one thing I learned at the classes I was taking with uh, Chino and Pete is control of the gun. You got to have control of the gun to to be able to lay it smooth. Because you might there were some people that were spraying way too much paint on the panels, and you could just see it's just like too way too much paint. And after once you spray too much paint, you you, you can't fix it at all. Yeah, because it, it, it's it's very different you using when you spray urethane because you know a lot of times when you spray the paint, it's not wet. It's pretty much like a like a dry like a matte finish. Mm -hmm. And you know compared to using other kind of paints where you have like a rattle can or whatever, and when you spray it, it's like wet, right? Yeah. So you kind of have an idea of like, oh, all right, how, how far, how much to go. But when you're spraying a candy, since it's transparent and, you know, you, you you hit it once, all right, that's your first color, like tone. And then you go again, second, it's going to now, you're overlapping it, but now that tone's going to get a little darker and a little darker. And and since you're not seeing like any wetness or any kind of drip, you, you're assuming 
like, oh, I need to put more or whatever. But it's never going to look wet until you put the clear on. Mm -hmm. And and then next thing you know, it's like you're getting heavy handed on it. And then it's just getting dark, like very dark. And then once you clear it, it doesn't even, it looks crazy. Like it's just too dark. Mm -hmm. Doesn't look like a candy no more. Yeah, it don't. And you won't even see if you're shooting over a flake. You won't yeah. even see the shine on the flake. <laughs> or like, it's it's all it's all covered up um right there. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of uh it's kind of trippy, but I remember seeing that like in the in the paint class, um, you know, of some people being a little heavy-handed uh with the gun. And then I remember when it was my turn, um just a little being a little like precautious and like paranoid and like counting the strokes, you know, because I wanted to, I wanted to take home a panel that I was going to be happy with, like just to kind of put up from the class, you know? And, um, and I was thinking, dang, I better not go too, too dark on one side than the other, you know? Um, yeah. But it's interesting though, man. It's, it's like a, a never ending learning thing, you know? Like they say, you learn something new every day. Yeah, and then if you mess up, it's all good. I mean, you learn from those mess ups. Like you, it's like you have to mess up at some point. And over, yeah, like I messed up a lot on my paint jobs, and like had to start over, or put a panel just to cover up the mistakes I did or whatever. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh someone in the chat has a question, Juan. Uh, before we wrap up this episode, okay. he wants to know what's the name of that show out in Riverside. Um, I can't remember at the moment, but I do have the flyer saved on my uh, Instagram. I'll repost it uh, so they they can see which one it is. But it is coming up, on, I believe it's on the 12th of February. I remember seeing the date. That one they have, I think they have it only like two or three times a year. They don't have that often compared to the uh, play days. They have that once a month. Nice, nice. But I'll, I'll look up the flyer and I'll, I'll repost it on my Instagram for anybody that's interested or want to know what's the name of it or location. They can look it up. Awesome. Yeah, and if you guys are, are uh, curious about his Instagram, it's at ChevyMan1968. Make sure you look him up on there. Um, hey, Juan, is there any shout-outs you want to give out um, before we wrap this episode up? Yeah, especially mainly to you for having me on your podcast again. Really appreciate it, and, and thank you for that. And everybody that stayed up late or whatever time zone you're in that stayed up to listen to it, and thanks for all the questions that we were able to answer. I also want to give a shout-out to uh, Diecast Heroes, uh, to Tony and his wife, also to Tropical Glitz, for, uh, to Manny for the awesome product that he has, the paints and clears and uh, flakes, and also... For RPX, he's in Texas. He actually does some awesome wheels for the Hot Wheels. So if you're into customizing Hot Wheels, if you want some nice wheels, whether it's for mini trucks or, or dunk cars or lowriders, look him up. It's RPX on Instagram. And then uh, to also shout out to CNC Customs Chino and his wife and also Crazy's Customs Pete for the amazing classes and everything that you guys done for the for the. Uh, lowrider scene awesome man that's cool man yeah thank you juan for you know being on the uh, here on the podcast episode as well and um yeah though the wheels from that you just mentioned the rpx guy out in texas dude they're dope i do have a pair uh, my homie dennis uh dennis matthews had hooked me up with a pair of his wire wheels 
and um do they they look dope just for the scale man i'm, I'm blown away yeah because so, he he makes a uh, uh dayton style dunk style uh supremes kragers he does some amazing work and they look real nice on the on the hot wheels man that's crazy man yeah and um you know it, it's been exciting man just seeing your journey you know seeing uh from you know from what i remember from back then you know jumping into the 164 scale from like even from that south side 59 impala all the way up to where you're at right now the skill level that you've done and you know just keep pushing it and you know we're, we're all here to to witness your journey pretty much as to what lengths you want to push you know your uh, art artistry pretty much appreciate it yeah Thank man and uh we'll stay tuned you know um we'll, we'll we'll keep in touch and i hope to see you at the at the next upcoming show you know hopefully model fest i'll get yeah, to see sure. you. I'll, I'll definitely be going to that one awesome man awesome sounds good man well okay. thank you Juan. thank you you have a good night man and uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch man okay thank you all right peace out you too bye all right later hey. shout out to everybody too that tuned in all right guys thank you guys peace out to 202 episodes